and welcome to part two of my mini-series, Betting for a Living. If you're still with me, you'll uh, be aware that last week we talked about mindset in episode one and how, how, how challenging a game it is. And uh, this episode, we're going to talk about staking and losing runs. Now, this is a, a particularly tough uh, part of professional punting for, for, for many uh, gamblers. I've come across many people that have been excellent judges in their time and have failed to uh, master the old getting the right amounts on the right sort of horses, not chasing, etc., etc. Um, uh, one example I could give was a very talented friend of mine. He had a he had a very good job. He was one of the uh, lead technical advisors um, in the computers department in IT for Norwich Union. He was on hundred thousand a year. And he was probably, a, I would say, a, a little bit better judge than I was. Um, where it all went wrong for him, when he, he basically quit his job and wanted to make a crack at it, because he, he saw he was just as good, if not better, than me at the selection process. And don't get me wrong, there are, there are many, many good judges uh, in this game. But the one thing they can't hack is is, the, is this part of it, which is the staking and and the, 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 the mental side of it that goes with it. Um, so, as I say, cut a long story short, my friend uh, quit his job and he lasted about three months. Um, he couldn't cope with the fact that no longer was £5,000 a month landing on the doormat from his job and his, his mortgage was paid and he never had to worry about money. All of a sudden, um, it was down to him to basically create, create the funds to enjoy life. And the pressure of that alone got to him um he went the first three months broke about even in total which is sometimes not a bad thing over that time there's many many a period you, you can lose heavily over three months but in any in anyways he, he, he managed to uh, break even but then when your outgoings go out um you're left with a bit of a hole and he didn't like that and so he uh, went back into the employment scene which shows you how important it is to get this part of the game right um Right, bankroll. Um, I get the, I get asked this many a time. Um, what sort of bankroll do you need? And the bad news is, and you might want to turn your, or turn your uh, earphones off for this, that sadly you need a rather lot of money to, to uh, succeed in this game. Um, I would say I would advise anyone coming into this that, that potentially wants to do it, I would say a minimum bankroll of 30,000 uh, and as upwards as, as much as you want. But anywhere between 30 and 50,000 I would say is necessary to win the right amount of money that enables you to pay your bills. Remember, it's no good. It's no good staking hundred pounds here, hundred pounds there. That's not going to pay your bills. If you're if you're twenty percent better than the market and you're having hundred pound wins on, well, you're going to make twenty pound for every bet you have. Um, you're going to have to back a, a fair few amount of winners to. Uh, to pay your your mortgage and you know your your your, your partner's shopping trips, whatever. Um, it, it's it, you know kids kids holidays etc. So so what my advice is, you have to come into this with a separate bankroll to your own banking. You have to keep it all separate. It has to be disposable. No good borrowing it off banks and paying interest. That that won't work. It's got to be money that is yours and is kept separate from your everyday banking. Um, I mean, Ben Holmes taught me a, a, a valuable life lesson. I used to work for Ben, clerking for him at Bellevue, at the Dogs. And 
I, I was very good. I did the video for my clerk for Ben uh, for many years. Uh, I made him some substantial amounts of money anti-post uh, studying the dogs. Um, and one day he got really angry with me because I was sort of losing focus on my clerking one night. And he, he asked why. He says, your clerking's terrible tonight. And basically because I was doing my brains and I was having a bad night punting. So he gave me a lecture and said, Lee, do you think do you think really you should be punting? I said, well, why not? I'm, I'm doing all the video phone for you. The point is, though, on my wages back then, I was possibly staking a big bet for a massive bet for me would have been £100. Well, as we know, 30% books on the dogs, that's 30% over round. If you're 10% better than that, so you're making 10% like you explained to me, what are you going to make over a year? Is it worth the toil, the hassle? the emotion that you put yourself through. And I've got to concede, at that point in my life, he was right. Uh, I was wasting my time, in essence. Um, so that's why we need a good, solid bankroll to stake the right amounts of money to make a substantial living, which I would class a substantial living as paying your bills and going on holiday, doing whatever, and not having to, to basically worry about everyday cash. So, so you can get the kind of uh, amounts needed. Now, second part of uh, this 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 chapter would be staking method uh some some people have asked in the past oh you know how what well, how do you how do you work out how much to put on each horse etc etc you know what 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 judgment do you come to well personally i use the kelly method um there are plenty of calculators online all you have to do is google kelly online kelly calculator um there's a good one at pinnacle sports uh, they, do, they do a good Kelly calculator. And what that does, uh, if you type in a price you think your horse should be, so let's say there's a, there's a three to one chance and you think it should be six to four. It's a very good price. And so what you type into Kelly, you type in the odds you, th you think it should be, the odds that it is, and then Kelly will come with a figure a percentage of your maximum stake to have on. So say if your maximum bet ever, uh, if you've got, say, a 20,000 bankroll and you've stated, right, I will never have more than £1,000 on any horse, that's 5% on my bank. So basically, they would be saying, uh, in some cases, right, it will come out with a figure, right, you should be, you should be having 20% of your maximum bet, on which case, if it was £1,000, you would have £200 on that's if that's if the, the figure in Kelly. Now, I find Kelly a little bit um, what's the word? Uh, a little bit risk averse, if you like. Um, I'm I'm an aggressive punter. Uh, I, I do concede that in nature. There's nothing wrong with being aggressive. Um, I certainly think it has upsides and downsides. Um, and you know, my staking can sometimes be a little bit unorthodox, and not by the strict rules that you that you hear in most books and and everything else. So I am quite aggressive. So what I tend to do with that figure, if it says twenty percent of my max stake, it kind of with my bankroll, which is anywhere between thirty and fifty thousand, uh, twenty percent of my stake would be uh, I times it by four, I times that figure by four, which would make it eighty, and I, I, I would add a zero onto it, so it makes an eight hundred pound stake. So twenty percent it's saying of your max. Right, I just basically times it by four and add a zero. So if it said have fifty percent on of your max stake, I would times it by four. That's two thousand. Um, uh, so that's two hundred, and then I would add the zero, so I'd have a two thousand pound win win bet. Um, this works well within my banking parameters. It, it might not do yours, but as I said, Kelly is the best way 
and the reason why I say this is because it stops you, it keeps your head in proportion for the runners that day. So, for example, you might have, say, six or seven bets lined up for the day. Now, what's the point in having more on bets that you aren't as strong on? You know, And the problem is sometimes you'll forget what stakes you've had early in the day. You'll say, right, my best bet of the day is this. According to Kelly, I should be having £1,000 on this. So at least it keeps you in line saying that, right, I can't have more than £1,000 on anything else today unless the odds get better or in, more in my favour. So that's why Kelly keeps you in line. So it means you're having more on the better bets than... And, and that that surely is good long term, and you're playing the the a uh, that's actual over expected. You're playing that a lot better than you would be just randomly. So Kelly is a very good um, disciplined way of managing your staking um, in that way. So there's lots of ways to stake, um, and I'm not I'm, like I said, I'm not pigeonholing you into any kind of staking plan. Um, you must always do what is comfortable for you. That that's the secret of my success. Uh, I like to be aggressive, as I've said. You know, there's not. Some people would frown at the way I play, saying it's too aggressive. Um, my answer to that is, um, there's nothing wrong with, with being too aggressive um, if the situation uh, is favourable to that. Uh, and by that, I mean sometimes you're feeling it and you're in great form. Sometimes you're not in such such, such good a form. Um, which is coming on to my next uh, sort of segment of this um, uh, short chapter. We talk about losing runs. Um, now, losing runs are very, very difficult to manage. Um, I've been there many a time. Uh, horrific losing runs. When you're winning, it's easy. There's nothing finer. Absolutely, you feel good. Everything's good. There's spring in your step. The urge is to spend, enjoy the finer things in life, which I am guilty of possibly over overindulgence. Um, it's definitely wise in these times to remember the bad times and to remember that you will always need extra to fall back on when times get really rough. Uh, and believe you me, it will happen more than you think. You think that this is, you know, these that runs, there is no law on how long a losing run can last. Could be a year, could be three years, could be one month, obviously three years, very unlikely. But it's not unheard of to go, you know, for me anyway, to go, say, three, three consecutive months of losing, um, which... And, and can be substantial amounts. So you, then you've got your bills on top. So you, you can see how how difficult it can be for the mind when such a run occurs. Now, I have I have a few sort of techniques that I use um, during these tough periods that might you might find helpful. One is uh, a reset button. Uh, I call it the reset button, which you'll know that af- after a bad day, or you might have might have sort of had too much on or just just generally had a bad day the day before um a, a reset button's really good because and by that there's little things you can do you don't forget this is all about the mind right the mind is important in this game really important and you have to look after it and the way to look after it is to do things that helps the mind you know you can do things to help your body i.e exercise massage but the mind it needs help sometimes and the way of doing that sometimes for me could be a form of meditation. It could be listening to soothing music. It could be basically taking time out from the actual job and not worrying about a thing. And you'll find you can then come back to the screen, usually the, the day after, and feel a lot more positive. You're not thinking about the money that's gone, which is a, a common fault amongst many punters. They often think, 
oh, I've, I've lost ten or 15,000 yesterday, what am I going to do? Well, doing things like that and, and helping the mind can help, help you come back to the computer the day after, reset, and you're ready to go, playing properly, you know, forgetting that, and you, you can soon get yourself back on the winning trail, uh, you know, getting that confidence back in the tank. Now, people often say to me about chasing losses. Now, I'll be honest, I, I've chased losses. Uh, I don't think I've met many people that haven't, uh, and that's professionals. Um, there probably is professionals that don't chase, but as I say, I've not met one. Um, and what I would say is it isn't ideal, but what I will also say is on the plus side is that if you know what you're doing, as in most of your bets have a positive actual over-expected um, scenario where you, you're backing more winners than you should, then having more money on isn't ideal, but if you're still getting the positive outcome of the bet, i.e. You, you, this is value, the problem comes when you're making bad choices and bad bets because for the sake of it. But if you've got, say, ammunition left on the day, it's not always a bad thing to chase, and I've got myself out of trouble many a time, probably more times than I've put myself in trouble. Um, as I said, it, it, if you're doing it right, chasing losses isn't, isn't the be-all and end-all of whether you make the game pay. The key is not to go skin. Of course it is, but that's where I'll come on to now. But, so let's say, let me give you a scenario where you might have lost two-thirds of your bankroll. Again, I would say, I wouldn't quite call this a regular occurrence, but I would say it, 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 it happens. This kind of thing happens where, you know, you're under pressure, you're feeling the pressure, and it's... and. As I said, you do the reset button, you, you know, but still things aren't going so well as you'd like, and you're a third of your bank. What do you do? Um, it's the banks dropping to uncomfortable levels. Well, don't be afraid to cut down the bets and stakes and grind away. And one of the rules of thumb I make on 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 times when when you fall on tough times and you're worried about your bankroll or you're worried about that you're just not in any kind of form. Play the higher return on, on investment bets only. Say to yourself, right, I'm only going to play the absolute AAA plays. Right? In other words, so I'm an in-running player as well. So I might look at several races a day to play in-running. And I don't play late. I don't need the fast pictures. Literally, if I can play by halfway, that's, that's you know, it's like if I can back a keen horse that isn't keen on a particular day and I can get value, then that's another way I, I, I find betting opportunities. Um, but that's what I do. I look for the higher return on investment plays and I just play those. So I could cut my bets right down in a day. But I can look and then I can say to myself, you've done right today. You've, 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 played, it, you've played it controlled and you've, you've made the right call. Again, it's good for the confidence when you sit there patiently and then you hit one at two to one in running that you make about a four to six chance. Because and believe me, you can get two to one about four to six chances in running. It's just a case of knowing more than the opposition on a particular horse's characteristics and traits. So, as I said, that's a tactic I use when things aren't going right. I keep I keep it short and 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 select, and that that helps your confidence because you tend to be right more on the higher return on on investment bets. So, I really do find that that a help when I'm really struggling. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of things you can do uh, on losing runs. I, I hope that I've, I've I've touched on three sort of nice nice topics there something else that a professional gambler friend of mine told me to do a while ago and this i thought this was very interesting was um look at your plays in a day every day no no you can you don't have to do it every day but look at your plays rate them out of 10 
give yourself a rating as if you were a, a footballer that's you know um, plays for you know and, and they get an opta rating or a, or a, you know like a online rating by these statisticians on how well that football has played well you can do the same for your bets you can you can look at each bet that you've made that day give it a rating out of 10 how right were you and I don't mean to say, well, it doesn't have to win to be to say you were you were right or wrong. It could be that, well, the horse ran quite well, really, and it was it was unlucky at a certain point. And would you do the same again if the answer is yes? Well, give yourself an eight or a nine. If you feel you've you've made a bad call or a bad play or had too much on, take you know, give yourself a three and a four and a five, and give yourself a, 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 an average score for the day and make a journal of it, because the higher you, your ratings are, you can see then on the losing runs that you're not doing a lot wrong. It gives you, it gives you a, a focal point to say, well, I'm not actually doing much wrong at the moment. It's just that results aren't going for me. So that's a, that's a nice tactic as well to see how well. You have to be honest, though, with your ratings. You can't just give yourself a 9 or a 10 and every race. Like, you, know, you have to be really honest with yourself after, after racing when, when, the, when the dust settled, really. So, yeah, um, that's more, all I've got to say on this, this, this topic. I hope you found some... Uh, pointers for you better even if you don't take it up uh, full time i hope you found uh, enlightening next week in chapter three or part three i will be discussing identifying winners and the selection process i do uh, on a daily basis the work involved etc etc um it might have to be covered in in several parts because obviously there's a lot to identifying winners in the selection process but that's what we'll begin to talk about in next week's episode so that's all from me hope you enjoyed bye for now